How's it going, everybody, and welcome to episode 133 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is going to be a relatively short one, and I'm covering a topic of, I suppose, what's coming down the tracks in terms of gardening. So, over the last few weeks, uh, I've with my day job, I've traveled to a garden show in the UK and a garden show in Germany. Um, great, I suppose, first to see these type shows coming back after an absence of a couple of years. And it's, I suppose, interesting to see what is coming down the tracks in terms of gardening. So what these shows are, they're, it's it's the Gaffa show in Cologne, Germany, and Glee show in Birmingham. And essentially, it's not plants at all. So it's basically, it's the goods that you'd see inside in the garden center that are on show at these trade shows. And... You'll start to see, I suppose, trends over the, over the, over time. And those trends st- start to filter out through all the different exhibitors at the shows. And then those products and those concepts will start to arrive in, in garden centers over the next kind of 12 months. And it's always interesting to see what the overriding theme is. Generally speaking, so there's like to be hundreds of exhibitors. The, the one in, in Germany particularly is about the size of 10 football fields. So it's a it's a huge trade show. And you start to see sort of ideas and concepts and philosophies across the companies. And they tend to copy one another um, or they tend to follow that trend, whatever way you want to call it. And it's interesting to see that and to see what's coming down the lines. So... After an absence of two years, you would kind of expect to see loads of innovation, loads of new products, loads of interesting stuff. And to be quite honest, there probably wasn't anything, you know, anything really, really exciting or new. And that's as a result, I suppose, of of uh, the challenges that people have now in coming up with products and particularly coming up with products that they can you know, they can get to a certain price point. So for example, if you, your uh, sort of R&D team comes up with a a concept or an idea of a product that needs to retail or they want to retail at 10 euro, 20 euro, 100 euro, 1000 euro. And then you send that to your, you know, production team to, to try and make it. What they're finding is that they're not able to hit the desired price point that they have for this, you know, concept or whatever. So, in terms of new products, there's not a huge amount coming down the tracks, but the overriding sort of trend or theme across both shows, and and to put it into perspective, the the show in Germany is a world show, so you get you get um, you generally get people who are exhibiting from all over the world, you know, from china although there wasn't much chinese there this year because apparently if they come to a show they may not be able to get back into china for due to covid restrictions but you get exhibitors from the states all around europe and far east and you know basically from anywhere in the world you also get buyers coming from all those places so you get buyers from all over the world and you kind of get a picture of what's happening in the garden and scene across the whole world as I say, these pro- these are products that you would see inside in garden centers. So whether that's a garden center in the States or a garden center in, in Ireland, you know, that's the type of product that, that would be at these shows. 
So everything from, you know, garden tools all the way up to furnitures, barbecues and, and so on. And the overriding theme across both shows was companies looking to become more sustainable, uh, looking to create a, a greener side, looking to reduce their carbon footprints, looking to reduce the, the packaging that they're putting out there, uh, looking to reduce the impact that their product has on the environment. And that was the overriding theme from almost every company across the two shows. And when I say every company across two shows, you're talking about a couple of thousand exhibitors, a couple of thousand of huge companies. And that was the overriding team, every one of them, uh, through different ideas, through different concepts, was trying to you know, become more envir- environmentally friendly, recognizing that some of their products may not be, you know, be have a high carbon footprint and so on. So that was the overriding team. So what is coming, I suppose, in terms of that is you're seeing a hell of a lot of innovation and also, I suppose, a hell of a lot of quality coming through in recycled products. So I suppose if you went back a number of years ago, recycled plastic, as an example, was typically seen as a much inferior product that, you know, that, that wasn't, wasn't good for things like garden tools or for pots or whatever. And it didn't hold its color, didn't look right, tended to be grainy, um, was very, very brittle and just was a much inferior product. And hence all these companies continue to use virgin plastic, which is a real high energy input. And what has become evident over the years is that the technologies have improved to such an extent that now in terms of quality, you actually couldn't really tell the difference between a recycled, an item made from recycled plastic or an item made from virgin plastic. So that in itself is, is good. So what was very obvious was the amount of companies and particularly I'm talking about companies doing plastic furniture, companies doing plastic pots, um, you know, that type of thing. A huge percentage. So originally, when the, when this sort of concept started to build a couple of years ago, five percent of the range might have been recycled or recyclable. But now, what you're seeing is you're seeing huge companies with thousands of different types of pots, and a lot more. So up to sixty, seventy percent of these are being made from recycled plastic. So that's plastic that's already in the system, that's already, you know the carbon footprint of the of the unit of plastic is quite high at that point, but it's getting back in the system. Now, it does obviously take some more energy to process it again into making it a, a new item, but at least it's not virgin plastic. So that was one of the overriding themes was companies starting to produce really high quality, really, really high quality um, products from recycled plastic. Now, that can only be good, and as I say, when the quality has improved, it probably, it probably is, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely reducing the, the carbon footprint of things like that. I suppose, from a gardener's perspective, we have to, uh, and not just from a gardener's perspective, from you know, generally from public per- perspective, we do all have to kind of look at our, our consuming of products and 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 consider 
you know, the, the things like, I suppose, the the footprint that we're leaving by by just consuming and consuming and consuming. And some people are not going to change. That's that's the sort of, um, you know, that's the, that's the way they are. They're, they want to consume things and that sort of thing. But I suppose we all do need to become a bit more conscious of, of making those choices. And that sort of feeds into the next part of what was very evident at these shows. So for a number of years, um, for a long number of years, there would have been, say, a race for a secretaries, for example. So all, all gardeners use the secretaries. And there would have been different suppliers all over the place. You have your market leaders, brand leaders, and then you would have had down the bottom end of it, the sort of cheap and cheerful, copying the brand leading type secretaries. I suppose as consumers or as consumers of gardening products, we all need to become a little bit more conscious of the type of product that we're also purchasing. So by that, I mean, if, for example, just to, to talk about secretaries. So if you buy, buy the brand leading, for example, Felco secretaries, uh, which I, I own myself, have it since I was in college in 94, have never put a blade, a spring, or anything on it, have sharpened it, have cleaned it, uh, something I must do again, actually. But anyway, that item today is whatever, 50, 60, 70 euros to purchase. And you can go into your value store, your pound shop, whatever you want to call it. And you can probably buy a secretaries of some sort for, I suppose, three, four, five, six euros, something like that. And it will do the perp- it will do the job of cutting or pruning or whatever it is that you want to do for now because that's what it's designed for but i suppose if you look at that item it's never going to last long the quality is not just cannot be in it at the at the price and you purchase that there's a lot of energy has gone into it equally as much as the big item and it has shipped almost certainly has shipped from the other side of the world comes in with plastic and all of that boxed so a really cheap item is leaving on the planet leaving quite a high carbon footprint and then for you you have an item that's going to last a very short period of time you'll have to i suppose replace it and if you replace it again with the same item very quickly you will have a much shorter time span of use from a tool and you'll have a higher foot footprint than the more expensive item. Now, obviously, the more expensive item, not everybody might be able to afford that. But I suppose the overriding point is that we should all generally be trying to, to buy quality products where possible that we won't have to buy and throw away next year so that they're not consumables anymore. They're actually long term. They're long term products that can be used for years and years and years. And that, I think, is very important. So there was, at these shows, there was an overriding sort of move towards quality where possible. Now, private, you know, all of that inevitably leads to a higher price point of an item. But if you think of it again in, in terms of the secretaries, so if, if I buy that cheap secretaries for five euro, for example, and I get one year out of it, and then I have to buy every year I have to buy the same item 
the price is going up probably the following year, but I'm still only going to get a year out of it. Or if you buy your, your 50 euro one, and I have it since 1994, straight away the mathematics, you know, really add up on buying the better item. If you can, if you can stretch to that, I know not everybody's budget will, but definitely buying the cheap stuff that that's not going to last, that's going to be thrown away. That is definitely not good for the environment. So I suppose that was a big thing that was, was being, I suppose you could see the trend of try to have more, less of a carbon footprint with all the products and also uh, emphasis on quality, quality that will last. And to go back to, I suppose, the plastic, and I'm talking about the decorative pots here, uh, I will in a minute talk about the grower pots and because there's so many million of those every year uh, through the system. But of the decorative pots, like decorative pots typically are not throwaway items. So you buy them, you'll use them for a few years. But what I'm starting to see now, um, not, not necessarily at these shows, but if you buy a plastic pot in a terracotta color or an anthracite color, whatever it is, and you're buying a reasonable quality one. And for two or three years, you love that color. You pot it up with whatever you're potting it up with. And then in a couple of years time, you're fed up with the color and you want to change it. But talking about products, and, and I will be covering paint and outdoor painting and garden painting in a couple of weeks uh, in an episode towards the end of the month. And what I'm seeing now is that there's such good quality paint out there that you're boring terracotta pot that you've just got fed up of can be repainted in a really good quality uh, with a really good quality paint to look totally different and fit a different color scheme and so now this plastic pot that maybe at one point would have been buy it use it for two or three years throw it away that item is now recyclable number one but more than that there is ways of of um I suppose, rejuvenating it so that you actually want to keep it for another four or five years. And then the process can be done the same again. Four or five years, you get sick of it again and you can repaint it. And so everything now is about that. It's about um, getting longer. So the energy has to produce it has already been been spent, so to speak. And now it's about getting longer out of it by buying quality and then in some cases by upcycling it. Um, in relation to the pots, the grower pots that you see, I suppose you see in on all the, the plants that you buy in a, in a garden center or nursery. So there is millions upon millions upon millions of those sold every year. Luckily in Ireland anyway, and I'm sure it's the same all around the world, they now can all go into your into your recycle bin, which they couldn't do up until last year. That That is a, that's a huge plus. But it still is a hell of a lot because 99% of that is it's used, it goes onto a plant, the plant grows on in the nursery or the garden center for a short period of time, relatively short period of time, and then the item is effectively obsolete for the most part because the big nurseries can't take it back. They all use machine uh, machines for potting and any little bit of grit on it upsets the, the potting machine, so they don't take it back. Um, so you need to find a, a garden center that's potting by hand and they may well take them off you. They're always conscious of disease and things like that, but they may well take it back off you. But there's a lot of that in the system. And, uh, you know, that's that's something that definitely needs to be looked at. A lot of the, those pots now are also recycled and they are now recyclable. 
Um, so it probably is getting better, but it's definitely it's something that puts a lot of a lot of plastic into into the system. And especially when you look at things like really short term things like bedding plants. Um, I mean, you're you're potting stuff up. It's in a plastic pot for no more than a couple of couple of months and then it's gone and the pot has to go somewhere again. So that's something that does need to be looked at. What I did see at the show, really, really interesting product. It was a product made from plastic bottles received, re- retrieved from the ocean. And I suppose initially you'd look at it and you think, oh, yeah, like it, it was almost fibrous. So like a, a material type pot. It grows really healthy plants. And interestingly, I thought that the potential for it to break down would be would be quite quick. But no, it has been used and reused in nurseries in the States for 10 years. And now the, the product is sort of coming coming true onto the European marketplace. Really interesting product. Grows very good um, plants. Is, as I say, can be reused and reused and reused. And is completely made from recycled bottles that are retrieved from the sea. And I think that's really innovative because obviously the the oceans are flooded with uh, single-use plastic bottles that have been used, thrown away, and it's great that they are now finding something that they can do with these that is functional, that is quality, and that, you know, it gives them new life and takes them out of, obviously, our oceans and so on. So that was something that I saw from Recycled Bottles, and I saw another company making, effectively, like, like Crocs, but making them completely from recycled bottles. And again, they didn't feel like that. They felt like a a nice, I, will, I personally wouldn't wear them, but they were like a nice, uh, there was something that you could see people buying and they were completely made from recycled bottles. So I think that's all good as well. And yeah, that was the overriding team. And then when it got down into, say, for example, tool companies, they had they would have had again just a, to use a secretary as an example. So plastic secret or secretaries with a plastic um, coating around it because obviously on a on a shop floor you can't have it that people can access the blades and potentially cut their fingers. You know, possibly kids in stores and so on. But you know the plastic covering that be around the blades. There was companies are moving away from that and they're looking at this different systems of displaying but using recycled and compostable type packaging so there's big moves and and every company is is trying that i also saw a huge amount of them are going back planting trees and again this is again about reducing their their carbon footprints and some of them would obviously with what they're doing they would have massively high carbon footprints but see some of them are we're planting one million trees in the coming year or we're contributing to a water quality uh, source in you know certain areas where that don't have clean water so they're trying to i suppose soften the blow that they're having on the environment and they're trying to be more ethical they're trying to be more environmentally friendly and that was as i said the overriding team from from both shows um it is interesting interesting like the, the the companies need to do their part but I think on, on the flip side of it, consumers also do. So you need to 
we need to consider our purchases. We need to, and that's not just in gardening, that's in everything. And we need to, I suppose, reuse and upcycle stuff as much as we possibly can. And because the energy is already spent, if you're talking to me again, again about your plastic pots at the front door, the energy is already spent to make those. So if you only use them for two years and then buy again, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of energy has gone in, a lot of carbon footprint has gone into you having your pots at the front door. When it comes to, I suppose, what's coming in terms of fertilizers, there seems to be, there was an endless, endless amount of natural fertilizer companies. So there was people making it from maize, from um, recycled material. There was making it from certain crops like comfrey, um, they were pelleting it, they were mixing it, they were blending it, but it was all from these natural sources. And that seemed to be a huge driver, like every, yeah, there seemed to be a hell of a lot. Every every second or third stand had something natural fertilizer type um, product. And I'm sure they're all very good, but again, it's just a, a trend that seemed to be coming through from, from the, from the market. And they, these companies, they're generally, they're generally responding to what they're seeing, feeling, hearing from their customers and from the market and from the likes of us gardeners. And so that's, you know, that's what you start to see coming through. But it was, it was interesting. The last time this show was on was because of COVID was a few years ago and you could see little bits of our range is now X amount percent, um, recycled plastic. And, but those figures were like 10, 15. Whereas now the figures at this show where our range is now 70%, 80%. So that shows an advance in the technology, but it also shows that the companies are getting to a point where they're, they really are driving towards these recycled materials. Other things then that I saw, again, they're all along the same team because this was the overriding team. And I would say almost the only team that was across both shows was this sustainability one. Um, but things like garden hoses, for example, uh, a number of years ago, you would never, ever consider putting, using recycled plastic to make a garden hose because the quality would be just so poor. The end user would be constantly fixing holes in it. They'd be uh, ironing out kinks in it and so on. So the really they really would never have used recycled plastic a number of years ago. But now there's the really high tech companies who are producing hoses of the highest quality with the highest bar rating with non kink technology and 99% of it is recycled. And like that, that can only be good. You know, again, they're not producing a really cheap throwaway product. They're producing a higher end recycled product. So, the benefit there is twofold for for the planet. They're taking out a certain amount of plastic to produce a new item, but then they're producing a really high quality item that you'll purchase once and you mightn't have to purchase that for a long, long time. And, you know, that's the, that's the type of thing that we're seeing is recycled, uh, environmentally friendly and products that they're producing for the long term. So... The energy that goes into producing a cheap item that's only going to last a year or two is kind of the same as what will go into a, producing a high quality item that's going to last you a long time. So 
the, the move is towards creating these longer term better type items and as I say, that can that can be I suppose overall it, it has to be good. You know, that's that's the way we have to go as consumers and as gardeners we fall under that bracket too because there is a certain amount of consumerism in, in gardening. And you know, when that's when we're talking about things like seed trays, you know, there was a lot of lifetime guarantee type products or reusable ten year products as opposed to the cheap, you know, seed trays or seed tray inserts that are just going to last the season and then they start to crack and break might be cheap but you're going to have to buy them again whereas these were long-term quality products that could be reused and reused and reused and you know if you're growing your own veg at home and you're buying a, a 60 cell tray and you're buying a quality one that really is going to last you forever because in that setup it's not getting any hardship you know you're growing it in the in the polytunnel or you're growing it in your windowsill or whatever you're doing you're bringing it outside, you're taking out your plants out of it, you're putting it into the ground, and then you're seeding back into it again. Like, But there's no there's no real damage in that system. You're not doing anything with it that's going to break it or anything like that. So I think I think that's really important to um you know buy quality items and not be buying not be buying the cheap tatty stuff. As I say again, it's not just gardeners, but particularly as gardeners, as I say I've I've certain tools. I typically try to, if I'm buying something, even if I don't have the money for it on the day, I wait until I can buy a quality item that I know I'll have in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years time because it's just, when you know what you have anyway, it's always a good item, but you're not consuming then all the time. So yeah, it was interesting. It was good to be back at shows. It was good to see that sort of thing coming back after two years. Not, as I say, not a huge amount of new innovation, Mostly because I think companies are probably struggling to get to the, you know, with, with cost rises and everything. They're tr- probably str- struggling not to conceptualize products, but to get that co- the product concept to a deliver to deliver it at a certain price point. I think that seems to be the issue. And uh, as a result, then we're not seeing that terrible amount new in terms of actual new products. But yeah, overall looking for recycled products recyclable products and being more environmentally friendly leaving a lower footprint on on the planet and i think that has to be good and i think uh, that has to be good for us all so yeah it was interesting um by the time you're listening to this i will be just back from hopefully two weeks holidays really badly needed um don't know what it is at this time of the year i just feel absolutely exhausted i hope Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, you're getting uh, a chance to get a break, uh, to enjoy your gardens, to relax. And uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back fully charged up and delivering more good episodes for the rest of the year after charging up the batteries. So that's been this week's episode. Slightly shorter, a little bit bit off topic, not necessarily what, what we talk about on a weekly basis, but I did think that was really interesting to see. Um... And I think it'd be interesting for you guys to hear what's kind of coming down the tracks. So that's been this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening. (music)